Clustered conversations. Clustered conversations. By Weka. Hello and welcome to another episode of Clustered Conversations. I'm Josh. And I'm Bob. And we have a great episode for everybody today. Let me introduce to you Weka's first SE and our current CTO, Shimon Ben David. Shimon, say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. <laughs> Thanks, Shimon, for joining us today. So, Shimon, can you give us just like a quick background as to kind of who you are, what your role is, what you're kind of passionate about, uh, and may- maybe one interesting fact? Definitely. So uh, my name is Shimon Ben-David. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Weka. I've been doing that role for the last two, two and a half years. Uh, before that, as you mentioned, I, I joined the company when we were this uh, a few people in an apartment in Tel Aviv uh, with this amazing idea of building a, a new uh, high-performance parallel file system, flash-based, uh, because we really see that there was a need for that in the market, that there was not a lot of innovation. So when I joined, I was actually, I think, the first non-developer. I joined to start the support and the sales engineering organization. And lo and behold, a year and a bit later, uh, we had our first customer. And the first customer said, hey, I need you guys to have a presence in the Bay Area for me to to really consider uh, buying from you. So I, I came to open uh, our U.S. office. Uh, back then, it was in Palo Alto in, a, in, in University Avenue, very nice place. Uh, and then, actually, that grew a lot. We moved to different locations, but uh, uh, nicer and better, obviously. And we grew the team. We, we grew the, the SEN support team to approximately 16 people at some point. And then I just split them and handed them over to different managers and focused on the CTO role before Weka. Uh, did other storage companies. Um, I was in Extreme IO as, just as it got purchased by EMC. And before that, actually, with the same Weka founders at XAV, um, which we actually sold to IBM in 2007. That was a great product also. Um, and before that, some doing some IT, some development. So been in the computer industry as long as I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met you and I interviewed. I remember, uh, you know, sitting there across the table from you, and you were asking me networking questions and and for loop questions. De- definitely. So, so I think that uh, at any level um, of your career, you should always have some technical kernel of information, right? Uh, use it more, use it less, but there's um, you, you can't get away from it. So, um, I, I, I always like asking the technical questions to see where a person is. By, by the way, when we're interviewing, depending on the role, sometimes it's more important, sometimes it's less important, but definitely. I don't remember any technical questions when I got interviewed by Shimon. I just... Uh, <laughs> Wait a I minute. can pull up the Wait interview and probably uh, show you what I asked, but uh, <laughs> at some point, you know, you mature about it and you, you understand just by talking with a person and what they did. Sometimes a person during an interview would just say what he did and he would say it in such a way that you know that like they answer all of your questions so maybe that's it there's no no reason to ask him what ls does in the command line exactly if you told me that you work with Linux <laughs> pipeline and you run through hpc clusters here and there and and you you go down into details so probably i wouldn't ask you what ls does <laughs> well, uh-huh, awesome. cool. 
So uh, I, I know the the CTO office has been growing recently. I mean, you know, it was a, it was an office of one for quite a little while there, <laughs> and then you took one of our guys, uh, Alex Howard, who worked with uh, Josh and I, has been a fantastic resource. Alex actually came over here in support, was an SC on the strategics team, and now he's working for the office of the CTO. That guy is just a monster. Um, but we'll have to have him on the show at some point. <laughs> yeah. He's a guy who set up mobility. He set a lot of uh, uh, records here at Weka, actually. So he's been like our, our, our benchmark king for a while there. But um, so what is the office doing today? I mean, you used to just be a presenter. I think you guys are now setting direction for us. We are. Um, but by the way, um, presenting Weka and talking about Weka is always a passion of us. So that, that would never finish. Uh, I think what we're, we're starting to do and, and what we already did to some extent um, already a while ago, but we started elevating it and we started, as you mentioned, opening the office of the CTO and hiring uh, people to do it as well is, is to take the conversation to the next level because eventually when you look at Weka it's it's at a, a data platform right it's an amazing data platform it has amazing capabilities it has a, a lot of components it's not just a storage environment right you have the parallel file system layer under the hood but then you have the data movement the encryption the security uh, the being cloud native the containerized environment so it has a lot of advantages but but when you look at it at a holistic with a holistic view at, with as a customer would um, you want to elevate the conversation to what would be applicable to customers and their strategy, right? So a customer doesn't necessarily want to buy a data platform. They want to buy value, right? Mm -hmm. they, they say, hey, I have a problem. I need to solve that problem. What, what value can a product help me with or provide by, by providing that, by solving that problem? And that that's what we're really focusing on right now. So if we're looking at AI environments. So how can we accelerate AI environment? By the way, performance is only part of a value of a product, right? Being cloud native, data mobility, there's more things to, to, to enable it there. But you want to be part of the holistic conversation of the AI environment, or if we're talking about uh, other environments, um, some high-performance data analytics environments, right? So there's mm -hmm. a lot of value in in getting the know-how of, of these other environments. And we work diligently with uh, some of our customers, but we're also trying to look ahead uh, and, and not just uh, to, to where, where the market will strategically go in a year or two years from now, what type of environments will be there, software, hardware, uh, ecosystems, right? So we're working a lot on with uh, RPM um, on, on the strategy, on where the product is right now and where the markets are going and where we should invest our resources. And we're, as you mentioned, working on setting the direction of where should we focus and where do we think we will be able to help our customers in, in the next foreseeable years even. Hmm. Cool. So where do you see the market kind of moving in the future? Not necessarily what, what WEC is doing or where WEC is targeting, but just sort of in, in general, like, what is next in storage? What's what's over the horizon that's coming that maybe folks should be aware of and thinking about? So I think I, I have, and we all have the privilege of, of uh, working in a complete software uh, company, right? So Weka is complete software. And, and that gives us a lot of uh, flexibility and, and capabilities of really utilizing everything out there. So you mentioned uh, what's new in storage. So if I was... A storage vendor, I would say, okay, let's look at storage component. If I was a, uh, but but we are a complete software. So w when you ask me what's new in storage, we we will think about what's new in hardware. So 
the new um, NVMEs, the new storage devices, the new capacities, the new performance, computational storage, yes, no, um, and how do we enable that? So, so that's on the hardware side. But we'll also think about uh, what uh, cloud environments are out there. What, what does each of them provide? Where can we integrate with them? What cloud services are out there? So where can we really point our environment? So, so first of all, on the storage hardware, I think I mentioned a few uh, directions that I think are going out there, right? Um, and, and there's more. There's uh, n- new protocols. Uh, PCI Gen 5 is going out there already. So after we've seen PCI Gen 3 stuck for a few years, then 4 came and 5 is right uh, following right behind it. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, you know, I think there was a bit of politics in holding it, but that, that was solved now, right? So all of the manufacturers are just running ahead. Um, I think you'll see um, software-defined hardware, right? So you now have a lot of uh, ODMs creating chips and then just by design. Um, I think on the data side, um, we're seeing uh, uh, the explosion of AI, right? Um, and and I'm saying AI, and that, that means machine learning, deep learning, and more. Uh, but but it's even more than that. It's also GPU acceleration, right? So you, and, and it's not only GPU acceleration, we're seeing a lot of new accelerators coming to market. So we have, we're all familiar with the NVIDIA uh, GPUs, but there, there's some very nice hardware innovation on that, uh, Tensor and GraphCore, Cerebrus, Sambanova. Um, so the whole, the entire acceleration market is becoming very exciting. And, and we see that they're being able to break, to break Moore's law by, by using these accelerators. So now it's all about how uh, we accelerated the compute. Um, what about the data? We see a, an explosion in the data of organizations. So a, a environments that were usually um, considered legacy HPC environments, massive amounts of data, a lot of computes, a lot of simulations, uh, you can see them trickling now into the enterprises. So uh, you can see now enterprises trying to tackle, how do I work with a job scheduler? How do I schedule a job across thousands of cores or thousands of accelerators? And that's only growing. So the need to be able to to handle data, to move the data around, to securely uh, work with it, to compute in it, and, and to get value as fast as possible uh, is only growing. And, and that's something that we're seeing. And on the software part, we're actually so- seeing software frameworks that are being modernized in order to... to um, provide that. So whether software, regular high-performance data analytics environments that are now being GPU accelerated uh, or just being uh, creating new environments, the rise of data lakes, obviously, we see that a lot as well. Mm. So there, there's a lot of exciting things going on in, in the computational market, the storage market as well. And we're also seeing containerization. I mean, we're seeing a lot more containerization. That's almost like the uh, it was a big trend that started off a few years ago with Docker. And it's got a little more uh, adopted by the big data folks with Kubernetes. So it's been interesting to watch that that explosion. What are we doing in that field? So containers are amazing, right? Um, th- there was a lot of, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it, it's been growing out there for a few years, but then suddenly Kubernetes came and, and swept the floor with uh, being able to effectively manage and, and, and orchestrate these environments. By the way, um, the rise of the DevOps, right? DevOps are becoming more and more centric in organizations, uh, enabling because suddenly it's not 
sufficient to just manage a few servers and, and you, you just need, you now need to orchestrate them. You need to move your containers around. Um, with Weka, we are actually doing amazing things with, with containers because, and that's actually, I would even say table stakes for us because if you look at all of the modern AI environments, they're all containerized. Nobody wants to download AI <laughs> softwares and try to compile them according. So you just download a container, boom, and, you, and you're out, out of the gate. So it's all about time to, to, to value, right? Um, so with Weka, we're actually, the, the neat thing about Weka is that kind of like it's, you don't need to compromise anymore. And, and I'll, I'll stop by saying that the, the final sentence, when you look at, at containers, there's a, you have to choose between a NAS appliance that gives you a stateless containerized environment. Sorry, a stateful containerized environment, but at a low performance because you can always move around, but you're getting NAS performance. Or you can use DAS or, or, or some sort of SAN where you're getting a fast but stateless because you cannot move your block device, right? So with Weka, we really uh, provide the best of all worlds there where you get stateful containers at amazing performance. So that's very so, exciting. Yeah, Josh and I sound like a, you know, uh, a broken record. It's always, we have high performance, high IOPS and low latency and act like, you know, it's almost like local storage, but it's really a shared file system. So makes a world of difference. It's, it's exactly that. And, and let me talk a bit more about it. When you look at um, customer holistic workload at, at a pipeline, so it's never one application. You don't, you don't like, and, and you guys know it, right? Uh, you, you never run one workload on your storage. Or if you do, God forbid, mm -hmm. you need many types of, of storage, right? But uh, you need to ingest data. You need to manipulate the data. You need to transform it. Then you need to, to analyze it, to run your AI workload or to just to analyze it. And then you need to output on it. So throughout that pipeline, um, you, you see multiple softwares with multiple access patterns, with multiple IO patterns. So a, a storage environment, a data platform environment that is able to provide it has a massive advantage. Right. I've seen us do workloads with uh, the image uh, ResNet 50 stuff, right? Uh, we've done testing with other uh, benchmarks within the, the big data or analytics world, AI, ML world. But we've also done real world work where customers are doing strange things like they want to dump databases to us. I mean, you get <laughs> we get workloads all over the place. So one customer their requirement was 60 gigabytes a second to be able to dump DB2. You know, and we were able to pull that off and the restore was much, much faster than that. We we tear that off to storage. But then we have other customers ask for, you know, I don't really need throughput, I just need, you know, a hundred thousand IOPS because I gotta look at all these thousands and thousands and millions of images like our, 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 one of our customers, uh, one of the reasons we won was because we took a LS from 55 seconds down to 10, right? That's a, <laughs> it, it seems like such a small thing, but it's huge when you're doing that all day long, every day, and then have to wait. So, yeah, you know. and, and I have to say that uh, you, you, performance is not everything, right? Performance is kind of like a given. We have an amazing advantage there. So, yep. but, but we, we didn't stop there. Well, if, if you look at the, the customers that we were helping with, I'll give you another example. You mentioned, uh, um, scalability. So we, we have a customer that uh, was running on the cloud, literally depleting all of the cloud compute resources in their AZ and they needed more, right? So we were able to help them by saying, hey, here's Weka, you can run it from multiple uh, cloud AZs. So now you can scale out your compute as much as they, as they needed. And for them, every day where they couldn't compute was millions of dollars, right? So, so being able to scale out the data was 
was amazing. Sorry, the compute was amazing, but also let's talk about scaling out the data. So again, not necessarily performance. When you're at the capacities that we're seeing customers at the multi-petabyte capacities, even I would say even triple-digit terabytes, but then double-digit, triple-digit petabytes, suddenly managing your data in 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 the way that you currently did with some third-party data movers, some third-party backup environments, it, it's simply undoable. So you have these massive environments that have that are accumulating invaluable data and, and they're left without a backup or a DR plan. So being able to say, hey, I have an environment that will solve your performance, that, that's a given, but will also solve your scalability, will solve your data mobility because we, as Weka, we will move the data around. That gives them a complete solution and it actually enables them things that they couldn't have done before. Right. And the ease of use, the ease of management is a big piece of it. We have customers, like you were saying, with double and triple digit petabytes that they can have one person manage the entire system because it's that simple. And then backup. I mean, I came from a backup background, right? If it was small files or millions of files. There's always a death of backup because everything has to be uh, iterated and counted and, 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 and put into a database. With what we do with Snap to Object is, is something amazing where we can copy the entire file system, metadata and all, and be able to recover data in seconds. Not only do we have local snapshots, but this also can take care of your remote snapshot and your remote recovery very quickly. And mm -hmm. when you have millions and millions of files, that makes a huge difference. So, Cloud. Yeah, and Shimon, you're talking about scaling. You're talking about, you know, specifically in like AWS where you're crossing availability zones. So this is potentially a good segue here. What else are we doing in the cloud? Like what's, what's coming up? Oh, you want me to open the kimono and explain? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you can be vague. We're okay with vague. On the okay cloud, vague. I, would, I would mention another thing, and then, and then I'll answer your question. Uh, Multi-protocol is huge um, because we have also the ability to access all of the data using all protocols, and that's hugely differentiating. Again, is if you look at a holistic view from a customer pipeline where they can accommodate um, all of their activity on the same environment instead of copying the data just for protocol compatibility. So putting that aside, that, that enables um, a lot of consolidation, a lot of uh, removal from um, data silos. What, what are we planning to do with the cloud? So what we identified is a lot of the company strategies, a lot of CIOs is to, to, to go all cloud, right? We're seeing that. I think a few years ago, there was the debate, uh, is, is everything going to go all cloud? Everything going to stay on-prem? What we're seeing is that uh, basically every organization has some cloud strategy. Sometimes it's uh, 100%, sometimes it's 10%, but it, it's out of there. First of all, the, the ability to say, hey, I have an environment that runs here, runs there, and can even mobilize the data is, is very unique and it's very um, compelling. Uh, within the cloud environments, what we identified is that uh, integrating with a lot of the cloud frameworks is hugely beneficial. So imagine currently um, consuming file systems. So, hey, I'm spinning up environments and I'm consuming file system in the cloud. That, that's, that's very nice. But imagine that you would have run your, um, your end goal, your application, your, your serverless environment, your AI as a service or your containerized as a service environment. And Weka would just be under the hood. You wouldn't need to provision it. You wouldn't need to to just uh, to, to even know about it, right? So uh, it will just be there and you work with it. So that's something that we're working on. Uh, aside from that, and, and that would provide massive benefits because suddenly everything will just work faster. Suddenly you'll be able to 
to move things around. And, and there's more. Uh, aside from that, we're always looking at the new cloud instances, right? And, and mm-hmm. the benefits. So when you look at new cloud instances, there's performance benefits, capacity benefits, there's mostly price benefits. And then, drum roll, multi-cloud. Multi-cloud is amazing, right? Uh, because what we're seeing uh, is that, you know, obviously some organizations prefer some clouds. Uh, I have to say that in the past there was this dream of cloud mobility. Let's let's work on cloud A, then tomorrow we work on cloud B. We we don't see that a lot at the moment. I think as as orchestration becomes more sophisticated, we will. But currently we're we're seeing customers optimizing for cloud A or cloud B or cloud C. So we are now adding more clouds to the Weka capabilities. So um, if we currently uh, specifically work on AWS. We're adding GCP, we're adding Azure, we're adding, we are adding uh, Oracle OCI. So uh, having all of these clouds actually gives our customers the, the flexibility to, to choose. Um, and again, knowing that if they choose, they might we will also be able to, to, to tell them, hey, you're not tied to that cloud if you don't need to. Um, what we're also seeing is that there's... Um, in the past, when you orchestr- when you worked with a cloud, you need to integrate with that cloud orchestration. So you you were very tied in. Now there's there are abstraction layers for for a while now, right? Like Terraform and other environments that mm. abstract everything for you. So it's easier for organizations to now say, "Hey, I'm I'm running my load and it can run here or there." The constant is going to be that Weka can can move the data. The Weka can be uh, run on all of these cloud environments. So you have the flexibility, um, and then. Just go get your business uh, requirements. <laughs> we'll be there. So, so on-site, awesome. multi-cloud, you know, the, the multiple protocols like you were talking about earlier, right? That's kind of what why we're like the data platform for the future, right? We can be a platform for AI. We can be a platform for genomics, a platform for EDA, media entertainment, and cloud, right? And, and what's nice is this, it's the same software no matter where you run it. Spot on. Same software, same APIs, same orchestration, same experience. When I when I came here, I I, I kind of like looked at you guys and thought you were crazy people when you first were explaining it to me. And once you showed me the architecture, I, I just sat there with my mouth agape for like a half an hour. I couldn't believe you guys had pulled off the the magic of file system across multiple systems and having a a actual shared metadata across the entire system. Right, the ability to stripe metadata so that you don't have the bottlenecks that we're we're so used to with file systems. Right, yeah, a, I think that when people are looking yeah. at our architecture, they're, they're seeing that we took nothing for granted. Everything that was designed was designed down to the protocol levels, right? Everything that was designed was designed as a brand new, um, how would you have done it today? Not what did you do a few years ago? Because obviously the world is improving and, and hardware and networks. And, well, I mean, it's a containerized product as well, right? We are software, but we run in containers. So we have different containers for different processes. And inside of those containers, we even break it down further into different processes for different jobs, right? We have drive nodes, compute nodes, front-end nodes, right? And now we're breaking them down even further. Then we have protocol nodes and we keep breaking them out and we keep breaking them apart. It's kind of nice to see that there's almost no end to the way we can expand and make this balanced across multiple systems. Right, it's a it's a neat way to look at a, a product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. And, and uh, you know, it's a solution nice. for the for our customers, and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. So, if you could wave a magic wand today and and add something else to the product, is there anything that you want to have today that we don't have yet, or is there something that you'd like to see in the roadmap or in the future that would be awesome? 
I think that there are a few things, but I rather um, reveal <laughs> them in, in a while. When, when you look at us, and I think everything that we just discussed up until now, um, you can see that we're not a regular storage product. Like when you open, as I have a friend that opened a storage company and he was like, I don't even need a PM. I have like my roadmap for a storage product for like five years. Like that. You, you know that. But when you look at Weka, we're doing things so different. And we, that, that, that gives us the capability of adding some things that you wouldn't even need to have thought that are uh, possible on, on a storage product. Again, because we're not just a storage yeah. product, we're a data platform. There, there are some amazing things on the roadmap. Um, again, maybe in half a year, when I'll come oh. again to the podcast, you'll be able to reveal We added S3 in like, what, three months? It was something ridiculous like that. I mean, we, we took something, built it on top of it, made it better, put it into a container, and productized it and rolled it out in about three months. It was amazing to watch our guys work. And uh, we're currently doing that with uh, a couple other protocols too. It's kind of nice to see. And that's, that's, by the way, a great shout out to our amazing development team. I cannot thank them enough. Um, they're they're doing amazing work. It's it's yeah. really. I always Absolutely. tell it to everybody when when so when when I'm in Israel, I'm meeting with the developers and and for them there's this notion of uh, yeah this, this is what we do and and I always tell try to explain them how differentiated it is. It, it's like literally alien technology what we're doing. So yeah. so they, they oh. reach out to. Them. It's amazing. I think their their biggest limitation is other things you have to integrate into. Right, their, their limitation oh, yeah. is not them. We they're always waiting on something else to be fixed somewhere else that we're stuck on, and we're we're saying mm-hmm. the fixes, we're begging for people to patch it, and then we have to wait on that to be done. It's it's amazing. It's fun to watch. Sweet, yeah. um, awesome. Oh, I don't know if I have anything else. Josh, you got anything else to bug him with that he's you know he's going to be cagey about and and not. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sure I could get him to say I can't talk <laughs> about that a bunch more, but I think we're about out of time for this episode. So Shimon, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Hopefully we will see you again, of course, soon. And for Cluster Conversations, I'm Josh. And I'm Bob. And we will talk to you next podcast.